0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Well this morning we are talking about hope. We are now in what's called the Advent season, a time where we uh, look forward to and anticipate the coming of Jesus at Christmas time. And so, over the course of the next couple weeks, we're going to be looking at hope, we're going to be looking at joy, we're going to be looking at peace and love, and all these different things, these different elements that Jesus brings when he comes to earth the very first time as a child or uh, at Christmas time. Now, I find hope one of those things. Uh, to be difficult to come by, especially because I'm a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Alright, so if you're a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you you probably know what I'm talking about. Year after year, I hope that they will win the Stanley Cup. And year after year, uh, they don't make it. <laughs> they, they let us down, and uh, we're left... Uh, feeling pretty pretty bad about it all. And so uh, hope is one of those things that is difficult to come by when you're a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs because year after year, you're just going to be uh, let down. Now, not only that, sometimes uh, hope is difficult to come by, maybe because of circumstances in our life. There may be uh, parts of your life, times in the past, where something tragic, something miserable, something happened, that caused you to feel a sense of hopelessness uh, for your life. It could be a job loss. It could be a divorce. It could be uh, a family struggling uh, to make ends meet. It could be this pandemic. It could be a family member not yet saved and so on. There's there's many different things, many different circumstances that come up in our lives that can make us feel hopeless. Not only that, if we look around Uh, the world around us, it's very easy to only see hopelessness. If we only tune into the news, whether it be CNN or CBC or Fox or any one of those news networks, we're only going to be fed bad news. And that can leave us with a sense that, well, the world is only hopeless and there is no hope out there at all. And thirdly, one of the other reasons we, we tend to struggle to see hope is maybe we're looking for hope in all the wrong places. It could be that we've put our hope in a job, maybe in a lotto ticket, maybe in a relationship, maybe in our government, our education, our investments, and so on. Now the thing is, these things that we can put our hopes in tend to let us down more often than not. And the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5.5 that hope does not disappoint us. So when we're searching for hope, when we're looking for uh, hope in this world, we have to look for it in places that will not disappoint us. Something that is eternal, essentially. Something that will never change. Something that is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that hope exists. That hope exists in the person of Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the hope of the world. Now just imagine for a moment, what your life would be like, or what our world would be like, without Jesus. There would be no peace, there would be no joy, there'd be no love, there'd be no safety, there'd be no hope, there would only be pain and danger and fear and insecurity. And so, when we do not have Jesus in our lives, it's very, very easy to only see hopelessness and miss out on the hope that He offers us. And so we need to have a good source of hope in our lives. We need to go to the greatest source of hope in our lives, and that is Jesus. And the way he uh, uh, shows us that hope is through his word, the Bible. In the Bible, the word hope appears 166 times, and the word hopeless only appears once. And so that alone tells me that the Bible is a great source of hope. And we're looking for hope, and we're needing uh, hope in our lives, we need to turn to God's word and be reminded of the hope that we have in Jesus. So let's look now just at a couple of scripture verses that promise us hope through Jesus Christ. It says in Psalm 25 verse 3 that no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. In Psalm 62, 5, and 6, it says, Yes, my soul will find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress, and I will not be shaken. Psalm 147:11 says, The Lord delights in those who fear Him, who put their hope in His unfailing love. In Isaiah forty thirty-one it says, But those who hope in the Lord... Will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not faint. And in Second Corinthians one ten it says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And then in Second Corinthians chapter three, verse twelve it says, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we Are very bold. Now, these are just a couple of examples of the hope that is promised to us in Jesus. And as I've said, there are 166 other references to the hope that we have in Jesus. And so you can go through your Bible and and just do a quick word study, see all the different instances where the word hope is used, and see all the other promises of hope that we have in Jesus. But the point I'm making is that scripture is very clear on this, that there is hope through Jesus Christ. There is hope in our seemingly hopeless world. And I believe it's important for us to understand why we have this hope in Jesus. You see, Jesus came at a time when the world was at its darkest moment. You see, the Israelite people, they, throughout all their history, throughout the Old Testament, they were being promised a Messiah, someone who would come and restore the world, someone who would come and restore the kingdom, someone who would come and and fix things and give us hope. And so the Israelite people, they were looking for that hope. They were waiting for that promise. They were waiting on that Messiah. And as time went on Things got worse and worse and worse for the Jewish people until it culminates at the time when Jesus comes at Christmas time. You see the Jewish people they were under Roman occupation they had their their lives basically ruined by these these Roman oppressors they were paying these crazy taxes to Caesar they had their uh, their culture and their heritage and, and their national identity and all these different things basically taken away from them. And so the Israelite people were, were basically hopeless. There seemed like there was no hope for them. They had not heard from a prophet in over 300 years. They were in this tyrannical, oppressive system. And even though they were holding on to the hope that they were promised of a Messiah... There were times where it just felt like, maybe it's over. Maybe there is no Messiah. Maybe there is no hope. But this is where Jesus enters in our history and changes things forever. And because Jesus is still alive today, we know that that hope remains. Not death or sickness or sorrow or famine or a pandemic. Not anything can snuff out the great hope that we have through Jesus Christ. You see, when Jesus enters history, he comes in the form of a baby, he grows into a man, he uh, is killed on a cross, he's crucified, he's dead, and then he is resurrected. And it is through all of what Jesus does through his ministry that gives us hope, that conquers all fear and all worry, and gives us a hope that is eternal. And you see, the hope that Jesus gives us changes everything forever. But I believe it changes four specific areas of our lives and four specific areas of our world and and so on. And so for the next couple minutes, uh, I want us to just lean into these four uh, things that the hope we have in Jesus changes. So if you're a note taker type of person, you may want to write these four things down and, and remember them. And so the first thing that... Our hope in Jesus changes is our perspective of the world you see as we said earlier it's it's so easy to view the world as hopeless to only see the world in a very negative uh, perspective but because of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ our world is forever changed we, we learn that our world does not have ultimate authority or dominion over our lives, that we are only temporarily subject to the pain and grief that we experience in this life. But the hope that we have in Jesus promises us a new world, free from sin and death. It says this in Revelation 21, verses 1-4, through 4, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, Or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away and so we are given hope in a new world our perspective of this world is forever changed that it's no longer hopeless but we live in a world that will be redeemed and that gives us hope the second thing that our hope in Jesus Christ changes is it changes our perspective on our relationship with one another with our neighbors you see, it's so easy to put people in little boxes and, and categorize them in, in ways that make having a relationship with them impossible. We'll, we'll divide people into an us versus them sort of dichotomy. We'll say, well, they don't think the same way politically as me, or, or they don't have the same amount of money as me, or they're not even the same color skin as me, or they don't speak the same language as me, so I'm not going to associate with those people. And so we'll group people into the haves and the have-nots and friends and foes, people who are in and people who are out. But the hope of Jesus breaks these barriers and restores humanity. You see, God intended each one of us to live in social unity with one another. And so because of Jesus, the have-nots are now the haves. The foes are made friends, and those who were considered on the outside are now on the inside. The angels declare this promise in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. They say, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will be great joy for all the people. Not just some of the people, but all the people, regardless of their political affiliation, regardless of their gender, regardless of their race, regardless of their social status, regardless of any demographic box that we might try to fit people in and say, well, no, that doesn't apply to you now. No, Jesus comes and breaks all those barriers, and we are restored as a people, and that gives us hope. Thirdly, our perspective of ourselves is changed because of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. You see, without Jesus coming at Christmas time, without his death and resurrection, without any of that happening, you and I are doomed to destruction. We are without salvation. You see, there was no animal sacrifice, there was no amount of holy living, there was no special prayer that you could say, there was no level of belief you could have that was sufficient for the saving grace that we have in Jesus. It is through him and him alone that we are saved from death and set free from our sin and restored to our Heavenly Father. We could not save ourselves. We needed a Savior, and it is Jesus who Brings us that hope. And so now we no longer need to worry about our eternal destination because of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Isaiah 44 22 uh, demonstrates this promise to us. It says, For I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. And so when we look at that verse, we know that we are no longer broken and hopeless but we are redeemed and loved by God. And lastly, and most importantly, our perspective of God is changed by the hope we have in Jesus Christ. You see, society has in large part turned its back against God and said, Well, we don't need you, we can do it ourselves, we don't even believe you exist, and if you do, well, you're just an angry and wrathful and unloving, heartless monster but we know from john 3:16 that it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and so the coming of jesus gives us hope in a god who loves hope in a god who restores who redeems you see when jesus comes at christmas time it reveals to us that god is not like the way the world perceives him to be. God is not an angry and wrathful and judgmental and heartless monster. God loves his world. He loves his creation. He loves you and me so much so that he would send his son to die on a cross for us. And that gives us hope. And so if you're here today and you're listening to this, maybe you've felt hopeless in your life. It could be because of circumstances in your life. It could be because of looking at the world around us, you just see hopelessness and nothing else. It could be that you've been chasing after hope in all the wrong places and you've been let down and and disappointed so many times. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope in our hopeless world. A hope that changes how we see our world how we see our neighbors, how we see ourselves, and how we see God. And that hope comes to us through the person of Jesus Christ. And so when you get home today, I want you to take a a whiteboard marker and and write on your bathroom mirror or kitchen window or just somewhere you know you're going to look every day and just simply write these words. There is hope. There is hope. For there is hope in a hopeless world world, and his name is Jesus. And if you need further help understanding this and and learning more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can talk to me or you can talk to Pastor Evan or Pastor Cheryl or someone you you trust is following Jesus and is on the right path. But let me leave you with this one last scripture, and may this uh, remind us of the hope that we have in Jesus. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us, and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. God bless, and have a hopeful week. Thanks for listening and being part of our church, and joining us in this journey to become Down to Earth people, following Jesus in Down to Earth ways.